Welcome to episode number seven of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim, Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja and best-selling author. In this episode, we are doing a Facebook ad clinic with our Facebook ad ninja, Lawrence Newton. Lots of people have tried Facebook ads, but it can be quite difficult to make it work at times. There are so many different types of ad that you can run. The interface can be quite confusing and keeping track of everything can be pretty tricky. So Lawrence is gonna give us his three top tips for maximizing Facebook ad ROI. If you enjoy this episode or any of the other episodes of the podcast, then don't forget to like us, rate us and review us on iTunes and subscribe as well. And then you can head over to ExposureNinja.com forward slash giveaway to win an iPad for your troubles. Anyway, without further ado, let's get stuck in. Loz, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see in DIY Facebook ad campaigns? Sort of probably about three main kind of problems that kind of people seem to, to come up against a lot. The first thing is that people don't seem to, to set up their Facebook pixel. So the Facebook pixel enables you to record the traffic that's going to your website from Facebook and also from other sources as well. So without setting this up, then you don't really know, you know, what's actually happening on your website because of your Facebook ad campaign. So setting up that is, you know, a, a really basic step but something a lot of people miss. The next thing that people tend to miss is conversion tracking. So this is, you know, telling Facebook what it is that you, is actually the goal of your of your ad campaign, what you're looking to get out of it. The third thing that people tend to get wrong is they don't really think about how it is that Facebook is going to best tie in into their advertising strategy. So what I mean by that is that people might be kind of thinking about direct marketing strategy in terms of, you know, buy this product. That kind of thing tends not to work particularly well on Facebook. You want to be taking you know, uh, the approach of getting somebody interested in your business, that's the sort of thing that tends to work a bit better on Facebook. So going for the right kind of strategy is, is quite important as well. Okay, cool. So we've got a mixture of technical and strategic and marketing plan stuff. Let's go through each of those in order then. So firstly, this Facebook pixel, what exactly is a Facebook pixel? And why do we need to take notice of it? Okay, so the Facebook pixel is a, a small snippet of JavaScript code. You don't need to know any coding or anything like that at all in order to get into to doing Facebook um, advertising. You just need to go onto the uh, pixel section in the Facebook ads manager, click uh, view my pixel, and then there'll be just some text in there that you need to copy and paste that text onto your website. You need to copy that text into every page of your website into the header tag of the of the website. And then that means that all of that information from when somebody visits your website is sent back to Facebook. So it's just basically about getting that code copy and pasted over from Facebook into uh, into the actual header tag of your website. Uh, so that's you know what a Facebook pixel is. In terms of the kinds of things that you might be wanting to do with your Facebook pixel, you might use it in order to, to record how much traffic you're getting to a specific page. You can be setting up things like custom audiences in order to uh, using your Facebook pixel in order to record the, the amount of traffic that's going to your home page, the amount of traffic that's going to an individual product page, the amount of traffic that's going to the specific landing pages that you've chosen for your ads as well. So all of that is obviously useful data that you can then use to improve your campaigns in the future. So setting up the pixel really important to some of the steps we're going to be talking about later, I'd imagine. So I've got Google Analytics installed, let's say. So I know how many people are visiting my homepage or whatever my service page is. Okay. Is there anything else that the Facebook pixel can do other than just kind of report on basic traffic and, and user behavior? 
One of the things that the Facebook Pixel does is it allows you to create a custom audience. So you've created a group of people that have visited a specific page on your website, and then you can show ads specifically to those people. So without the Facebook Pixel, you, you wouldn't be able to do that just using analytics. That's obviously quite important is being able to show ads to specific groups of people based on you know what, what they've looked at on your website. The way that the Facebook Pixel does that is by recording the Facebook IDs of, of the individual people that have logged in. So this will only work really for people that are logged into Facebook at the same time as, as viewing your website. Otherwise, you just get kind of traffic stats. So it's quite important, in, um, obviously, that, that you're kind of targeting a Facebook audience in order to get the best the best value out of that. And then another function of the Facebook pixel that doesn't work with Google Analytics is conversion tracking. So obviously, can, Google Analytics has its own conversion tracking options built in. But what those uh, Google Analytics conversion trackings won't do is they won't report back to Facebook and tell Facebook when a conversion has happened. And it's important that you've got your conversions recorded over in Facebook as well, because Facebook will be able to optimize your campaign for the conversions that you're interested in. Okay, so the pixel basically helps us to build an audience that we can run adverts to based on the people that visit our website and also means that we can tweak the effectiveness and optimize our campaigns for conversions, which is obviously what what we want to do. Yeah, exactly that. Okay, so we'll we'll do a future podcast episode on how people can get started with the retargeting. Would you suggest that people get their Facebook pixels installed before they even run ads? Is there any benefit to doing that? Yeah, obviously, if you've, if you've got a Facebook Pixel installed, but you're not running any ads at the moment, that'll still be recording traffic that you might be getting from other sources. So if people are finding you organically on Google, if people are finding you because of the organic posts that you're putting on Facebook, if people are coming onto the website due to you know AdWords traffic or something like that, then that is all stuff that can be recorded in your Facebook Pixel so that then, you know, once you are ready to start your, your Facebook advertising, then you've got, you know, all this data to work with. So definitely yeah, getting the Facebook Pixel up as soon as possible is uh, yeah always going to be beneficial. Perfect. Okay, so the next common mistake then you mentioned that people don't tend to set up conversion tracking. So what's conversion tracking all about? Conversion tracking within Facebook, we're talking about you need to be looking at on your website and finding the thank you pages on your website. So this is the page after somebody has performed an action that you're interested in. So for example, if, if you know, you, you're interested in getting people to sign up for your email newsletter or something like that, then you may have a page after they've entered their email details saying, thank you very much for signing up for our newsletter. You should see it get more information to your email address soon, something along those lines. What you can be doing is you can be you can tell facebook if somebody reaches this page this thank you page then that is something that i consider a conversion that is something that i'm interested in having happen and then you can also tell facebook the aim of this campaign is to get those newsletter signups so if you do that then what will, then what facebook will do behind the scenes is facebook will say uh, we use obviously it's you know vast pool of of the 1.6 billion people to figure out um, you know what are the commonalities between these people that are converting on your website and the and the ones that are not and then facebook will start to show your ad 
ads specifically to those people that are performing the conversion action you're interested in. So it's, it's really important that you've got a conversion action that, that you've defined so that Facebook can, can do that automatic um, optimization for you. Um, obviously, that's not just necessarily things like newsletters. You can also be doing things like specific page page views. So just if you're interested in, if you just want to make sure your customers have a, a specific piece of information, then you know, it might just be, you know, uh, they visited, um, you know, the page on, you know, your service about a specific uh, product or something like that. Or this might be individual product pages on your website as well. So you, you want them to be purchasing those products as well. So th- this can work for, you know, things like newsletters, things like page views and things like sales as well. So whatever your interest is in terms of your Facebook advertising, creating that as a conversion is is really important. So does every Facebook ad campaign need to be optimized for conversions? Are there other, other scenarios where you might just optimize for views or, um, or clicks? You have got the option to have clicks to website. If you're if you're not particularly interested in people taking an action on the website, you just want to get them onto the website, then it can be a little bit cheaper to to run a clicks to a website campaign rather than a, a conversion optimized campaign. But generally speaking, you know, as a marketer, you, you've probably got some kind of goal in mind. So you, there's probably going to be a conversion that you that you could think about, even if it's only a secondary conversion. But certainly, yeah, if, if all you're interested in is getting somebody to view a specific page, then clicks to website and uh, also bids by impression can be a little bit cheaper so that so there are some situations in which you might just be interested in getting that information out there such as branding and awareness and that kind of thing when conversions are less important so that yeah possibly there there might be some situations where you might want to do that i guess we, when we run ads to the podcast we often optimize for link clicks because if we're sending people direct to an itunes page for example we can't install conversion tracking i wish we could but yeah Likewise with Amazon, if you tried to sell someone a book, they haven't converted on the book selling, buying from our site, then we'll often send them to an Amazon page where we know that they're likely to convert. But again, same same deal. We can't really track conversions on Amazon. So yeah, I suppose there's there's times when we have when we're optimizing a campaign, we we want to get conversions, but we can't always track it. And I suppose that that might be one situation. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I mean, that's definitely a situation. Obviously, we can't we can't set up the conversion tracking. Obviously, like you say, we we'd like to we'd like to be able to optimize for the, those conversions, and the campaign probably would be more successful, you know, if if we were optimizing for that. Obviously, because Facebook can can be improving our campaign and and showing the ads to the correct people. But yeah, obviously, in that in that situation, we don't have that option. So there are other options available within the Facebook ad platform if if you can't set up those conversions. Okay, cool. So that's the first two things, setting up the Facebook pixel and installing conversion tracking. So the third mistake you mentioned was thinking about how Facebook fits in with their overall marketing strategy and it can help them achieve their goals. Maybe you could tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so so what I mean by that is uh, is thinking about you know the way in which the the Facebook platform actually works in order to you know to get a goal that you you're interested in. People might be familiar with something like AdWords, where obviously somebody's searching on Google and you're showing an ad for that product alongside that search result, and therefore you're looking to get 
sales directly from Facebook, from uh, Google. With Facebook, that's less like less likely to work because a, a Facebook audience, you know, pretty much by definition is somebody is on Facebook, they're browsing about, they're not necessarily interested in purchasing that product right then and there. So there, there is a possibility that you need to be thinking about attracting that person's attention a bit more, a bit more specifically. So, so you need to be, you know, drawing attention to that ad. You need to be, you know, coming up with something really engaging in order to get them from their, you know, passive browsing state to interested in your product. So that's the first thing you need to be thinking about in terms of how Facebook can achieve your goals. And then the second thing to think about is, you know, a little bit kind of more marketing specific. So people are probably aware about, you know, the, the sales funnel. So people go from, you know, awareness of a product to actual interest in that product to a decision to purchase that and then finally taking the action to actually make that purchase. Because of, you know, Facebook traffic's nature, it's a little bit less disinterested. Uh, generally speaking, campaigns that focus on the first two steps um, in that sales funnel, awareness and interest, tend to perform a little bit better than uh, campaigns that that are focusing on the second two steps. Now, that's not to say that, you know, it's impossible to um, to have campaigns focused around the second two. Definitely not. We've, we've run some su- successful campaigns around, you know, product sales. But it's just to say that that work can be a little bit harder. And if it's your first time, then you might want to be starting out with something more along the lines of awareness and interest. Okay, so basically, we're saying that because people are on Google and they're typing, you know, I've got a problem, I need a solution, they're actually looking for that solution. So they tend to be really engaged. Whereas on Facebook, because we're trying to get in front of a specific audience because of some characteristic or behavior that they have, we maybe have to show up a few more times in order to get some response. And then we need to also bear in mind that these people might not be actively looking for what it is that we're offering. So We've got to try and offer something which is low barrier to entry, has kind of broad appeal in in order to get a similar kind of response. Yeah, definitely. And I and I would say that another difference as well is that with Facebook advertising, you're going to be focusing more heavily on the the benefits to the consumer. So, you know, you can't really just be creating a campaign saying, hey, our product is cheaper than other people. Our product is, you know, comes in more colors or something like that, because maybe they're not, you know, they haven't even really considered whether or not they're interested in your product. Whereas if you're saying our product solves this problem for you, our product will, will make you do this better. Then, then that's much more likely to get somebody's interest from, from being passive to being actually interested in your product. So, yeah, sort of thinking about the way in which that you kind of, you know, look at those ad- ads is going to be quite important as well. Okay, so we're we're going out to meet people when they're at an earlier stage of the buying process on Facebook. So we just want to show them, hey, have you thought of this? And here are some benefits to you of, of thinking about this, right? What are some examples of, of ads or campaigns that, that we've run, which are kind of targeting this sort of level? Well, I can think of an example that actually happened to me recently as a consumer. I was on Facebook and saw an ad for a pair of Vans shoes, which I don't tend to kind of purchase that that sort of shoe but actually that ad was for specifically you know a new range of shoes that's all around kind of computer games and that kind of thing so they're all sort of themed around nintendo designs and clearly they targeted me because of my interest in, in gaming on facebook 
So what's quite important about that is this is a, a new range of things. So they're focusing on awareness in that ad. And they're also focusing on, you know, why I might be interested in that. They're saying, hey, this isn't just a van's shoe. This is a, this is a, a shoe with a, a design that we think you're going to be interested in. So they were going from, you know, complete non-awareness of their product to interest in their product be, because of the way that they kind of targeted there. So, yeah, that, that was quite a successful campaign, I would say, in terms of the awareness that, that, that they were raising there. Um, if they're just focused on, you know, you could buy our, our van's shoes and, the, and they're 25% off, that would have not interested me at all. But I ended up purchasing those because, yeah, that was something that was, you know, aligned with my interests. Cool. So is there a is there a bias to the sort of businesses that can do well from this kind of interruption, casual interest kind of advert? I mean, certainly, obviously, there's going to be kind of people that uh, that kind of thing is going to be businesses that, you know, have got kind of that impulse purchase kind of nature to them, uh, you know, might do quite well. Or, or if some if they're looking to, you know, focus on awareness for their products so people aren't aren't you know aware that their their brand exists or, or their product specifically exists then then those things are going to do quite well on facebook but having said that you know if you you are you know looking for the kind of direct sales point of view then that doesn't then that's not necessarily that you can't be doing that it just means that you need to have a you know a, a more clearly defined audience so you need to have you know something like a, a custom audience maybe you know in terms of the retargeting but obviously that's a sort of a bit more complex so we're not going into that on this podcast today but uh, retargeting is probably going to be where you're going to get the majority of your direct sales from so if, if that's the kind of thing you're interested in then you probably want to make sure that you check out the uh, the target the podcast we're going to be doing on that exact topic so obviously stuff like fashion it's really good because that's i see it i want it it's impulse but you can still niche that down say your organic fashion then you can target that to people who like organic stuff or you're in nintendo fashion so you can target that to people who like nintendo and vans and then you're gonna have a really good meeting in the middle how about a business like you know really hardcore like lead generation say solicitors or accountants how could they use this sort of thing yeah so you know with a with a lead generation business then generally speaking the, these kind of people have a generation offer so they have they have something that they are willing to give you in exchange for your contact information in order to in order to generate those leads focusing on the benefits of that of that kind of lead generation offer tends to work pretty well on on Facebook so in fact this can actually be a really successful form of, of Facebook advertising specifically because it requires less engagement from that customer perhaps so you know get this ebook for free or, or you know have a free consultation about about this thing requires a lot less kind of commitment a lot less thought from that consumer than you know purchase this product right now put down your money so lead generation can be can be really 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 successful as long as you're focusing on the benefits to that consumer. And I guess the importance there is in audience targeting, right? You have to know your audience. You have to know that there are specific characteristics that your audience has, because otherwise that sort of, you know, if it's if it's super targeted, accountancy or legal legion is not going to be something that's broad interest to the general population. They have to have some kind of characteristic. So if it's accountancy, they have to be a small business or they have to be a freelancer or whatever. If it's lead generation, uh, sort of legal lead generation, they have to have a specific condition or they have to, uh, for example, we ran some legal lead gen for the VW scandal. So we were targeting people who owned particular cars or liked particular car manufacturers. So I guess that the targeting becomes really, really important there where you're offering something so specific. 
target audience is going to be hugely important for something like that, obviously, especially if, you know, you are actually offering a, a decent benefit in that lead gen form you don't just want to be targeting anyone you want to be targeting people that are going to you know convert you into sales for your business so some ways that you you know some really kind of general ways that you might be doing that is you know does this person have enough disposable income to actually purchase my product you know so so only show it to people with with a, a you know x level of disposable income because you know although they might be interested in the lead generation offer where they get something for free or they might be interested in the free consultation they're never going to end up purchasing purchasing your service so you're not that excited about getting them as a lead so yeah hugely important obviously the target audience for that perfect cool well we're going to take an ad break now but when we come back we're going to be looking at some killer optimization tips to squeeze every last penny of profit out of your facebook ad campaign Hi, everyone. Thanks very much for listening to episode seven of the Exposure Ninja podcast, the Facebook ad clinic, where we give some tips about getting started with Facebook advertising. Uh, if you're sitting there and you're thinking you're not quite sure how, this, how some of this information applies to your business situation and you want to have us take a look at your website and your business and give some tips on how you should be getting started with Facebook advertising, we'd love to do that in a follow-up podcast episode. So if you want us to look at your business, then please send your business details over to to uh, lawrence at exposureninja.com and we will uh, aim to cover as many different business cases as we can in a follow-up podcast episode uh, all about some giving some specific examples uh, if you're interested in obviously having our marketing review then the best place to do that would be just go over to exposureninja.com slash review and you can get the free marketing review there uh, that's uh, still available but if you want us to have a look specifically at facebook advertising and maybe be featured on a future upcoming episode of the Exposure Ninja podcast, then send your details over to lawrence at ExposureNinja.com. Thanks very much. Welcome back. We're going to get stuck into some Facebook ad optimization tips from Loz. So these are, Loz, am I right in thinking these are the things that you typically do when you take on a campaign that somebody's running? So these are the sort of areas that you're looking to squeeze the profitability of the campaign and, and generate a higher ROI for people, right? Yeah, definitely. So the, so now we're talking about, you know, if you've been running a campaign for, you know, a, a few weeks or, or a month or something like that, and you're going to be looking at your all of that data that Facebook's collected, you're going to be looking at that data based around the conversions that you've been tracking and that kind of thing. And then you're going to be, you know, focusing on how you can improve this and get better results uh, in the in the months to come. Cool. So let's say that I'm in exactly that position. I've been running ads for a little while. What are the main sort of places I should be looking at to say, okay, where am I going to take this campaign? How am I going to get a better ROI on it? Okay, so uh, the the first thing that I tend to do is uh, you can go if you're looking at your campaign view, then you can use the breakdown tool, which is a it's just a in a drop down on the right hand side of the uh, of the campaign view. You can break down your data by age group, by gender, by country, device, time of day, or placement of the ads. So it will break down your ads based on based on those categories, and it will and um, so then you can look at how those things are performing individually so you can see you know for example if your ad performs really really well with people under the age of 25 then you would see that by a, an age breakdown so you, you might have clicked breakdown and then age and then you would see the conversion
conversion rate for each of the different age categories. And you would see that, you know, younger people are purchasing your product, or you might see that there's a difference in gender. So you might see that that women purchase your product more than men. And then obviously, you know, which country purchases your product? Are people more likely to purchase your product from a, a mobile device or a desktop device or an iPad? And then obviously time of day, you know, when are people purchasing them? And then, uh, and then placement is looking at the ads on Facebook. So you can have ads running within the Facebook newsfeed that uh, you can have ads running on the right-hand side of the Facebook newsfeed. You can have ads running on Instagram instead, and you can have ads running on the Facebook audience network. So you can see how your adverts are performing on each of those different places as well. This With this breakdown tool, what we're looking to do then is we're looking to kind of segment our audience and see which sections are performing best. And then it, say that we see a particular age range that just really isn't converting for us. Are we just looking to eliminate that? Is there anything that we can do with that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the, there's kind of a question that you need to to ask yourself at that point. So maybe it's it's working well with one age group. That's fantastic. You might well want to you know focus on that and you might want to stop showing your ads to other age groups because clearly these are the people that purchase your product. But you may also want to ask yourself the question, do I think that people in this age group should be purchasing my product? If you think that they should be purchasing that product, then maybe you need to be thinking about changing your advert so that it actually appeals to those people. So maybe, you know, there's there's no reason why um, they, they're not going to purchase the product. It's just your advert was not engaging to that specific audience. So maybe you need to think about tailoring your adverts in order to appeal to them instead. There's kind of two different situations. Either, either you've identified that these people are not interested in your product or you've identified that your advert is not interesting to those people. So you need to identify which of those two things it is. As you've spent a lot of time looking at Facebook ads in, in different markets and different industries, is there any common age group or country or device or placement? Are, are there any sections which you kind of, you know, by default that you're probably going to go and eliminate, say, audience network ads? Is there anything that's always underperforming or always doing particularly well? Or, or does it really depend on, on the business? I mean, obviously, those things are definitely going to depend on the business. I'm sure there is always going to be a, a business case for each of them. But having said that, you know, some of the commonalities that you tend to find, uh, Facebook audience network uh, tends to be the lowest engagement out of everything. So if you're looking to, you know, get somebody engaged with your product, then I would almost definitely be eliminating that placement from your targeting. Obviously, as people's age goes goes higher, then they tend to be less people in that age group on Facebook. So you may you may get fewer conversions from an older age group but that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be eliminating them obviously depending on your goals and then another one might be the um, the devices as well so obviously a lot of the time what, what we tend to see is is websites that are optimized poorly for mobile traffic mobile traffic tends to be a little bit cheaper to get so you might be able to get a few more clicks from mobile but um, you know if, if your website isn't actually good at, at converting those people then that might also be something that you want to they want to get rid of as well. Would you ever run a separate ad group or, or would you ever run a separate campaign to mobile and desktop sending people through to sites that are optimized for that device? I mean, generally speaking, obviously, you want a, a responsive website, but you, yeah, if you if you haven't got a responsive website, I suppose one option you could be doing is running, uh, you know, ads to a, to a landing page for mobile that's you know a little bit more simple or something like that. 
And then another thing you need to bear in mind with mobile is that the the size of the images on mobile and the the size of the and the amount of characters you've got to to in for your ad headline and that kind of thing are reduced on mobile as well. So you might want to to run a a desktop version and a mobile version of the same ad because you can provide a bit more information, a bit more context with the with the desktop version of the, of that ad. So we talked about targeting different demographics with with the with the ads here. Is there a case for running separate ads at each of these different demographics? People are interested in different things, you know, based on based on demographics, of course. So um, certainly, you know, you, you might be running a, a bit more of a kind of jokey or friendly or, or that kind of thing ad to to somebody in a younger demographic, and you might be showing it, you know, a slightly more kind of serious or, or kind of straight to the point ad to a, to an older demographic or something like that. So you could be running those to the same landing page with the same product, but you know, thinking about you know how your um, different demographics are going to be interested in is certainly something you should be doing one prime example that that i can think about uh, again would be women in in video games so that seems to be a, a huge kind of contentious issue in the mar- in marketing circles is you know do do women buy less video games because they're less interested in video games or because all of the adverts out there are actually targeted at men so um you know definitely you could be you could be running ads to to appeal to different people Okay, and I guess the kind of images that you use, I guess it's just like any any website, right? If you use a picture of young people on the ad, then it's going to appeal more to people who see that ad and go, oh, that's like me rather than it's we always go back to the uh, the dental implant guy who's running the ads showing the pictures of young people, even though he's targeting older guys, I guess the, the kind of images that you're using in the ads are, are, are going to call out your target audience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, so you might be yeah, just simply using, you know, uh, somebody in that demographic in in the actual ad or or you might change the the ad text in order to to appeal to that person more. So you might be yeah, it depends kind of what that what that person's going to be yeah, what kind of interests that person might have in order to how how you would tailor that ad to them. So you, yeah, you've got the option to to keep the same picture but to run different headlines, you know, and and see if that would that would affect, you know, how different demographics perform as well. Okay, so when we're running different ads, maybe you could talk to us a little bit about split testing and and A-B testing and when we would look at running an A-B test and, and what sort of results we'd be looking for. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, so you might be running, you know, three or four different ads with different images in them, j- just to see kind of what is actually more engaging to people. So, so sometimes you might find that that ads with pe- with pictures of people in them perform perform slightly better. Uh, other times you might find that ads, you know, that show the benefit of the product or, or show that the you know the, the actual product itself performs slightly better. So that's that's kind of a, a perfect example of what of something that you might be A/B testing is whether or not it's got people or products in it. And the way that you go about doing that is by setting up the same ad. You can be doing this, you know, this is part of your campaign. You can be creating the the same target audience, the same demographic, the same budget and everything and uh, placements and everything like that. And then you would just simply change out that image. That would be done at the ad set level. You can be you can replicating an ad set and then just changing the ad uh, copy within there. And then uh, what you would do then is you would then go down to the ad level in your campaign and you can see the statistics for for those individual ads. So so some of the things that you might be looking for if you specifically changed an image in an ad, you might be looking for how has the click-through rate changed? So are more people clicking on this ad because of the image in it? You know, assuming everything else is exactly the same, then that's kind of the only only reason, only conclusion you can come to if there's a high click-through rate is because that image is more engaging. Some other things you might be looking for is 
the cost per click as well. So click-through rate might be high, but it is uh, possible to have the cost per click be uh, low, be separate to that. So that this might be down to kind of how relevant the ad is seen, or if the ad has you know text in it and that kind of thing. So times in the you know the click through rate by the cost per click is obviously important calculation for you know is this is this ad campaign profitable and then the third one that you might want to look at is the cost per acquisition as well so all of these pieces of in, uh, cost per acquisition is um, you know the the amount of advertising that you of advertising budget you've had to spend in order to get one conversion on your website so obviously that goes back to why we would want to record conversions within facebook and again, obviously, you know, that that might be different to the click through rate. So you might find that an ad that has a has a high click through rate because it's really, really engaging. Maybe you've got pictures of, of kittens in there or something. So it's really interesting. That's, that's not setting the correct expectations when somebody actually gets onto the website. So they saw a picture of a kitten, they clicked it and then they come onto your website talking about your solicitor service. They're you know going to have a really low conversion rate and a really high cost per acquisition because of that. So although your click through rate might be high, you want to be looking at yeah the cost per acquisition as well so those are the kind of three main statistics i would be looking at when i'm running an a b test is click through rate engagement levels and is cost per acquisition so all of those things you know can suggest that an ad is is better or worse than a, than another ad Cool, yeah. When we talk about click-through rate, I'm reminded of a little test I ran on LinkedIn a few years ago. I was um, trying some LinkedIn ads and, and really found it difficult to get the sort of click-through rate that I was expecting given the audience targeting. It turns out that LinkedIn ads just mostly suck. But uh, in my desperation to get a decent click-through rate, I used an image of, she's she's kind of internet famous. If you Google grey shirt girl, you'll see her. And grey shirt girl is, is kind of known clickbait. For some reason, she's uh, she just attracts a ridiculous number of clicks and I, I left this ad running and then came back at the end of the day and was like holy crap I spent like 200 pounds on an uh, 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 after a few hours and this is like my typical ad spend was like 10 pound a day because I just couldn't get anyone to click on these ads and it turned out that gray shirt girl was this massive monster clickbait thing but in conversion terms it was it was horrible because people were just clicking on it because they were curious I guess like the kittens so uh, yeah a high click-through rate is not always <laughs> not always an indicator of success yeah definitely it's got to be about setting those correct expectations hasn't it so you know you need to be thinking about that that full customer journey in terms of in terms of an ad all right so um that's that's given us some great optimization tips let's do a bit of troubleshooting so say that i'm running some ads I think I've got my targeting right. I've got my audience. I may be using Facebook custom audiences. I've got my pixel installed so I know who's coming to the site. I'm tracking for conversions and my campaign's optimized for conversions. So everything kind of looks good, but the overall impact is it's not really doing anything for my business. It's just not working. So there's a, a flow here. So we've got the targeting, we've got the audience, we've got the ad, we've got the landing page and we've got the kind of conversion goal. So how do I identify which part of this machine is broken so that I can fix it? What are the steps that you would take in diagnosing an underperforming Facebook ad campaign? Okay, so the the first thing is um, just some kind of general advice. So you want to be taking a top down 
impression with this. You want to be taking, you want to be starting at the highest level and then working your way down in order to figure out where the problem is. So, you know, kind of an example might be, you know, you, you've turned on the hose pipe and there's, and there's nothing coming out. Why is that? You might spend, you know, the next kind of half hour trying to figure out are there any kinks in this pipe? And then at the end of it, you just go, oh, well, I just haven't turned the tap on. So <laughs> you want to be starting with the top level and then working your way down. So what do I I mean by that in terms of Facebook advertising? Well, that means starting with, is my ad being actually seen by people? So you can be looking at the number of impressions your ad is getting, which is the number of times your advert has been seen on Facebook. You know, there's no point start, you know, looking at your conversion rate or any of that business if your ad's not being seen by people. So am I getting impressions? No point going any further if you're not getting those impressions. If you're not getting impressions, then there's a couple of things that you want to be checking. So you want to be looking at the relevant score of your ad. So relevant score is you know a score which Facebook assigns to your advert based on how interesting Facebook feels your advert is to your target audience. So you can kind of game the system a little bit. A relevant score is kind of based on engagement levels. So if you're getting lots of likes and comments on an ad, then it's likely to have a high relevant score, even if the ad itself isn't that good. The first thing is to say the higher the relevant score, the more impressions you're likely to be getting. The next thing is you want to be looking at the placement of your ad. So different different placements on Facebook uh, will have different costs associated with them. So, you know, for example, an ad within the news feed is more expensive than an ad on the right hand side of the news feed. So maybe if you're not getting the kinds of numbers of impressions you want out of news feed, you might want to try it on the on the right hand side, you know, to get those numbers a bit higher. Or the third thing, if you're doing any manual bidding or anything like that, then you might want to be looking at your the, the, your, the actual amount that you're bidding. If you're not bidding enough in order to to, to win any of those auctions for impressions, then, then your ad, advert's not going to be shown either. So first thing, definitely, am I getting impressions? And then if you are getting impressions, then you can kind of move on to the next one. Okay, so say that I am getting impressions. I've got a decent relevant score. My ads are showing in the right sort of places. I know that my bid's good. What happens now? My campaign's still not working. What's the next thing I look at? Okay, so if you're getting impressions and you know your advert is actually being seen by people, the next thing you want to you want to figure out is is my advert being engaged with? So depending on your goals, are people clicking the advert and going over to your website? Are people you know commenting or liking that um, that advert as well? Might be a goal that you've got. So are people engaging with this advert? If people are seeing the advert and they're in, and that but they're not engaging with it, then there's a few things that you want to be looking at there. So again, this might come down to relevant score. So you might want to check that your your relevant score is high enough that that people are are interested in doing something with that advert. So if they if people just feel that they're at the advert is not at all relevant to them, then they're not going to have any reason to engage with it. Another thing that you might want to check at this point is your audience targeting as well. So maybe the advert is you know is a good advert and you've got good copy and that kind of thing in there. But you're showing it to the wrong people. So maybe you've, maybe you've selected some some audience targeting that you need to change. So you, I would want to be checking that at this point as well. And then the third thing I would want to be thinking about is the is the ad copy as well. So you know, is this image actually interesting, or or is it just you know a really bland corporate stock photo? And uh, is this headline engaging as well? Is this headline going to bring to someone's attention that they should be engaging with this advert and thinking a bit more about it? Um, as we mentioned earlier, obviously, focusing on the benefits and that kind of thing is is hugely important. So, yeah, ad copy is something I'd also want to be checking if uh, I'm not getting enough engagement and clicks. 
And is there any kind of guideline that you work with for the sort of click-through rate that you would be looking for, or does it completely vary on on the campaign? Definitely, definitely is going to be is going to vary from from business to business. So obviously, it depends kind of what you're selling. If you, if you're if you're selling something pretty dull, like you know accountancy and that kind of thing, then you're probably going to be getting much much lower kind of engagement levels than the guy that's you know selling free kittens or whatever. Um, you know. Even if even if your advert is well designed as an accountant, you're still going to have trouble kind of competing for for people's engagement there. So yeah, I would I would certainly be wanting to kind of you know set expectations based on your kind of business. That makes sense. So we'll put a link to the free kitten guy in the show notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> how say say that I'm getting impressions to my ad, but I'm not getting the clicks that I need. Is there a way that I can tell whether it's my ad sucks or is it my audience isn't right? Yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to tell just from looking at the data, you know, which which way that would go, because, you know, in both situations, the, you know, the data just says low engagement. You, yeah, you'd probably want to, to split test, you know, some, some new ad copy or, or, or a different audience in order to see if that performs better. That's probably going to be your best bet there. I guess you're also you could run that ad to people that have been on your website or your existing email list or something. And if you know that the ad itself can convert, can get the clicks, then you know that you've got an audience problem or vice versa. If you run it to your to an, an audience that you know should be engaged and just nothing happens, then you know that you've probably got an ad problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So so that would be an example of kind of how some how you might split test that in order to to figure that out as quickly as possible by using some of the custom audiences definitely. Cool. Okay, so say that I've sorted that out. I've got my decent ad and I've got the right audience. I'm getting the engagement, I'm getting the clicks and I'm getting the traffic to my website, but it's not converting. Is that because Facebook's weird? Is it because my website's weird? What's the deal? There's two kind of issues that you might have here. So if you're not getting conversions, then that could be because your uh, landing page is is not very good. May, maybe you know it's a quite an old website or, some, or something like that. Or it doesn't have the right information on there. Or it might be because you're setting the wrong expectations. So obviously that that free kittens guy that was actually selling accountancy services, people are going to be really confused when they get onto his website, even if it is a really well-made website. So the yeah, ad copy needs to be relevant to to the service that you're actually selling. Probably one of the best ways that you can find out which of these two things it is is to just to use that tool that we talked about earlier, where we can get some some pe- members of the public to have a look at your landing page and. And give some first impressions. If if their first impression is, you know, this is what your service is and this is what the benefit is, then then that's fantastic. Your landing page is doing the right job and you probably need to be looking at your ad copy. If the first impression of your website is confusion, then you probably want to be looking at improving that landing page. Cool. Are there any signs that you would use to tell you that the landing page is is whack? Like I guess we could look at Google Analytics and see what the bounce rate is or see what the time on page is. Yeah, definitely. Bounce rate is going to be, you know, a really good indicator that, yeah, the landing page is, is not good. That's not something which which Facebook records. So, yeah, you'd need to check Google Analytics for that one. I guess another thing which doesn't necessarily mean a bad landing page, but because so much of the Facebook traffic is going to be on mobile, you could just have a page that, although it maybe it might be responsive for mobile, but say you've got a piece of copy and then you've got a a call to action form. It might be that because the site is responsive in a way that the call to action form goes at the bottom of the page, that people just 
you know, technically the page works on mobile, technically it's fine, but actually when you try and use it, you've got this massive amount of copy which you've got to get through in order to get to a lead. So it's not always that the landing page copy is horrible or the layout is bad overall, but it might just be that the particular experience of the ad is bad for people who are clicking on the ad. Definitely, yeah. So, I mean, that comes down to obviously, you know, conversion rate optimization and all that kind of stuff, which I don't think we've done a podcast on yet, have we? Not yet. It's in it's in the list. Yeah, I'm reminded, we, we ran a campaign generating leads through selling the Google book. And one of the things that I hadn't anticipated, you know, we tested the funnel. So people would go, they would fill in their details, and then they would go to a page where they could buy the book. And the funnel works, you know, everything works, the payment's all fine. One of the things I hadn't anticipated was that when you used the Facebook mobile browser, to visit the page and when you click on a Facebook ad you're you're in the Facebook mobile browser you're not in Safari or Chrome or whatever you're in a Facebook version of the browser well the payment system didn't work in, in the Facebook mobile browser for some reason it just didn't it didn't work and you know didn't know until people started commenting on the ad hey dude the payment system's broken for this so I guess you, you got to be careful and, and you just got to test your process and actually play prospect and, and try it out and see how it works so that you know 100% that your funnel is 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 working in the kind of context that your audience is going to be seeing it. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, the amount of times that we've had people that, that thought that their conversions are set up correctly and their, their their campaigns are doing terrible because they're you know not converting and that kind of thing, and then you and then you find you go on there and you find out well actually this this conversion's just not tracking, and that kind of thing. So, <laughs> you know, making sure that you, you, everything actually works is is probably I suppose step one before you even look at look at this kind of stuff that we've talked about here. You know, is everything actually tracking? Tracking correctly, I suppose, is the uh, maybe should have come above the stuff that we've mentioned here already, I suppose. Cool. All right. Well, that's wicked. So we've been through the three most common problems that you see in DIY Facebook ad campaigns. That's people not setting up their Facebook pixels and everyone should go and set up a Facebook pixel, even if you're not running ads yet. The second thing was not setting up any conversion tracking, which means they can't optimize their ad campaigns for conversions. And then the third thing is not really thinking about how Facebook fits in with their overall marketing strategy and can help them achieve their goals. Then we did the we did the Facebook ad clinic where we looked at some troubleshooting and looked at how we break out which segments of our audience are performing best. And that means that we can either focus more attention on the ones that are doing well and maybe limit attention on the ones that aren't doing so well. Um, we looked at how we can target different demographics with different types of ads and different audiences. And then we looked at how to diagnose an underperforming Facebook ad campaign. That's quite a lot of stuff. Loz, is there anything that we've missed? <laughs> well, um, obviously, there's a lot more detail that we can go into. We're definitely going to be doing some more podcasts on Facebook in the future. But I think for now, we've kind of given you a good overview. So good luck with it, I suppose. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And remember, if you've enjoyed today's episode or any of the others, then don't forget to subscribe and then head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating. It really, really helps our ranking and we're all about ranking. Thank you very much for joining us and talk to you next week. Ever wondered what Exposure Ninja would do if we were marketing your business? Well, now you can find out completely free. 
As a thank you for listening to the podcast, we'd like to offer you a free review of your website and digital marketing, complete with a tailored plan that we'll put together for you to increase the visibility of your website and the sales that it generates. You can follow the plan yourself, or if you're interested in finding out how to become a client of ours, we can talk about that, but there's no obligation to do so. This review and plan is completely free of charge. We'll even show you what your competitors are doing, so you can copy the good bits and exploit the bad bits. All you need to do is fill in a short questionnaire about your site's performance and your goals. Your review and plan will then be emailed over to you within a couple of days. Go to exposureninja.com forward slash review to request your review and plan today.